Welcome to another episode of Sounds Reasonable to Me. This podcast is created and produced by IamReasonable.com, and I'm your host, CJ Sand. In this week's episode, we're going to take a look at Reasonable Guideline number 5. Question everything. Test all things against the facts. What could be more important in our world today? To be a discerning consumer of news and information. There's so much of it out there. Network news, internet websites, YouTube videos, social media, all bringing you their particular version of what they call the truth. But it can't all be true, now can it? With all of the passionate guests and expert opinions on both sides of any argument, how do you decide who's telling you the real story and who's leading you down the path? How do you separate the facts from the fiction, separate the wheat from the chaff? Now, I'm not going to choose any particular argument to take sides on during the podcast today. That's not the point of this. The point is to give you some hints that can help you be a little more discerning shopper when it comes to weighing up the evidence, doing your due diligence, and making sure the information you're choosing to follow is coming from credible sources. So, here they are in no particular order. Hint number one. Always, always consider who's paying for the news segment or video you're watching. Who's paying for the airtime? Who's paying for the website? Who's paying for the research? Who has a vested interest in this? So many times it's just a matter of following the money, and most of the time you'll stumble onto the answer. Money talks, and as long as you're aware of that, then at least you know where you stand when you're listening to different news sources. Hint number two, be wary of news sources who already have declared that they have a definite slant on their news, but then say things like they're fair and balanced. Everything from major networks to people's personal blogs and videos all have a certain agenda, a certain slant to their stories. Networks end up following the beliefs and opinions of the billionaires or corporations who own them, and they can also easily be bent to the whims of the corporations who spend millions advertising with them. Be aware of these biases, and be skeptical of whenever their talking heads have been brought in to help make their points. They rarely choose these talking heads for their open-mindedness and the ability to see both sides of the stories. These experts are more often than not what I call information hitmen, brought in simply to reinforce the network narrative. Not good. And not open-minded, fair, or balanced. But the big networks don't have a monopoly on not telling both sides of the story. There are literally thousands of online experts who have passionate opinions on almost any given topic, and they use YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and hundreds of other websites and platforms to voice these opinions. Now, I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm all for free speech. But what I am saying is that you need to be discerning when you listen to their points of view and understand that they may have a pre-existing slant that colors almost everything they say. And also be careful because a lot of the time these online people will exist in an echo chamber, surrounding themselves with nothing but other people who agree with their point of view and calling anyone who doesn't agree with them crazy 
or a troll. Hint number three. Know what good research looks like. Good, properly done research has a certain look to it, a certain feel. It comes from a neutral, unbiased place. It mentions not only the research that they are currently doing, but always, always sources other research on the same topic. And when it does source this, at the very least, it will give you the author's name and the date of publication of the complementary findings. If anyone begins their talking points with general phrases like, the research tells us, or we followed the science, or experts agree on this point, and then they don't follow it with the references I mentioned above, the name of the author and the year of publication, then chances are they're just making it up and adding things to their conversation, like university names or the name of a major corporation, well, that's just a smokescreen to try and cover up the fact that they don't have proper references. Be discerning, and if references are not used or it's done incorrectly, then be very, very skeptical. Hint number four. Be wary of arguments based on personal stories or the story of just one individual's experience. As for the personal experience, I'm always very skeptical about people telling me their amazing story, simply because they're obviously using their amazing story to draw attention to themselves, make money, and achieve notoriety. Since they are the only source of that information, I would be very careful taking anything they say at face value because they have a definite vested interest in this. Now, I'm sure there are sincere, honest people doing these kinds of stories, but I also know that there are a lot of snake oil salesmen out there who are not telling you the truth and are using their amazing story to just to make a quick buck. Be wary. If what they are saying is true, then they will probably have other sources of information to back up their amazing personal accounts. As for stories about only one person's experience, again, be careful. In a world with over 7 billion people, one in a million events happen over 7,000 times a day. Lots of weird, unexplainable, and amazing things do happen, but it doesn't make them the norm. And the odds of the same thing happening to you or me, well, it's astronomical. So, what am I trying to say here? I'm certainly not advocating for any kind of restrictions on free speech or for people to be so skeptical that they don't believe anything they hear. That's not the way forward. I think free speech is the backbone of any truly democratic society, and I'm a big fan. What I am saying is that since we live in an information age, that perhaps we could and should all become better consumers of the news and information we come into contact with. Using our own common sense and reason, along with the hints I've listed here, to help us make informed and educated choices in our lives. Because living a life where we are able to intelligently sift through the huge volumes of information that we encounter every day, and then being able to come to sensible, logical, reasonable ways of thinking about our world, well, that sounds reasonable to me. Hey, I thought I would mention that I've started a new Facebook page specifically for this podcast titled Sounds Reasonable to Me. 
It will have all the links to the shows and give you, my listeners, a chance to comment on the episodes. So if you'd like to share your views, give some insights, or just say hi, visit our new Sounds Reasonable to Me Facebook page today. Also, if you're interested in learning more about The Reasonable Way of Being, have a listen to my interview on Sue Dillon's podcast, Blossom Your Awesome, available on your favorite podcast platforms now. And thank you for listening. Sounds Reasonable to Me is an IamReasonable.com production. IamReasonable.com, working for a more reasonable tomorrow.